1: Yes indeed. Let's go hour number 2. On a Friday, we hope you're having a good one. Happy San Jacinto Day to all you Texas history freaks. It is April the 21st. Also, our man Chris Bennett told uh, told us on Twitter today. Today was the day Field of Dreams came out. So if you're a baseball fan, a baseball movie fan, you want to go have a catch with Dad today. Field of Dreams was today. Also, we are hitting uh, – we hit that NFL story, a gambling story, hitting the NFL again. Four Detroit players getting suspended. Two of them, Quintez Cephas and C.J. Moore, they've been released for betting on NFL games. Jamison Williams, uh, Williams and Stanley Berry Hill have been suspended six games. They were just caught betting on – the at the facility, but not betting on NFL games. And a Washington player named Shaka Tony – Was also found to have bet on games. He's been released by the Commanders. So they will all, those three of those guys will now sit out a year and have to reinstate, try to get reinstated like Calvin Ridley did. Chad and Zay with you on this Friday. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. We were both watching last night when James Harden got thrown out, when Joel Embiid didn't. Philadelphia got that win. Golden State stepped up and got a win. Steph was Steph. And Looney was absolutely Looney. He was amazing. In the best way possible. And Phoenix got the win as well. So we're going to get into some NBA stuff. We've been asking you for your thoughts. We have had a few fans today, Zay. Listeners saying that they do believe that Embiid needed to get Thrown out. I think when people see those, when they see the legs start to go, even if you're on the ground, when that leg starts to flail a little bit, people think that gets a little bit dirty. I didn't quite see it that way, but a lot of people think maybe that was sort of the crime of that game that they missed and they were making up for it by throwing Harden out of the game. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that could be a thing, which that's not fair to James Harden. That's not fair to the Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid. I, I think he got what he deserved. He definitely kicked that foot, but Claxton was standing over him. Let both of those teams shoot free throws. We get back to business and let the guys play. These refs, after the Draymond thing, I, I guess they, you know they probably have a meeting of what goes down, what's okay and what's not okay, and they were feeling that last night. That ref crew mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, they were feeling that last night. Like we have to make every right call. Everybody's looking at us and stuff. And they messed up. They really
1: did. Yeah, it is weird how one thing can kind of freak everybody out moving forward. And and somehow I don't know what it is about. Maybe it's the tallness. Like I've never been in a bar when two six eight people start fighting. Is that scarier than when two six foot people start fighting? Yeah. It just feels A like more it's, intimidating, I guess. It's like it scares everybody to think about. Oh my God, what if two NBA guys start pushing or shoving or punching? Well, so, I mean, it'll happen, and we'll figure it out, and we'll know if it's bad enough if we see it. But this notion about un—the the thing I heard last night that pissed me off the most was unnecessary act. Now that's goofy. You're saying Claxton wanting to step. By the way, step over his legs, Joel Embiid. You just got dunked on. He's trying to step over your legs. Am I asking you to love it? No, no. But just jump up and get in his face. Right. Jump up, get in his face. You push him, he'll push you. Your teammates get involved. Fellas, fellas, and we all move on. That's what used to happen. That's what I grew up watching. But now we got to get all offended while we're still on the ground, swing a leg, and get everybody thinking you should be kicked out. So, But then you're calling the Claxton thing an unnecessary act. And that is a flagrant one. Everybody realizes that, right? When they think it's an unnecessary act, they can go do a flagrant one. And then if it's unnecessary and excessive, I think I may have those backwards. Excessive is flagrant one. Excessive and unnecessary. Maybe that's what combines them together. Whatever. And that makes it the, the flagrant two. But that's the part of it, that judgment part is weird to me. And then you ultimately throw, a, throw Claxton out later for staring. Like, for
2: mugging. In the playoffs, that's what we want. That's what gets people to watch People want to know, even though they're not going to fight, there might be a smidge chance that they will. Yeah. And there might be something that will tempt it, like that mean mug Claxton threw out there that got him sent to the locker room. What's the difference in that and what Brooks did to LeBron? It's not. It's just that since it's Bron, they're like, okay,
1: this makes for TV. What's the difference in what Steph did last night? Steph's standing there, gooseneck in his hand, for an extra six seconds. That's showing up the other team. Yeah. Sometimes he looks at other players. Sometimes he references other players. Sometimes it goes to the crowd. It almost takes it back. Steph be talking. I mean, it's part of that energy that I love to watch, and I I think that's great stuff. I think fans in general enjoy that. Now, should it be right to another player? You can talk about when does that kind of cross a line, but I did not think Claxton was crossing that line.
2: No, not at all. Draymond shouldn't have been suspended last night, but – Hey, here we are. Moving forward, these refs, they got to get it together because these games only become more and more meaningful. You don't have to go mucking stuff up.
1: Yeah, let's hope we don't uh, talk about the officials as these uh, series progress. So tonight, Zay, we've got two more series. Last night we had a series go 3-0, and it was Philly. So now that is effectively done. Nobody's ever come back from it. Tonight you could have two teams do that, but they'll have to do it on the road. Do you think Boston and Denver are going up 3-0 tonight? Uh,
2: man, for Boston, that's going to be a little bit more interesting. I think that the Atlanta Hawks, they could play some good basketball at times. I think Boston's going to win the series, but I think it could be in five, and I think this is the game that Atlanta takes it, and okay. Trey Young he obviously, obviously has to be big, but defensively, Man, the Celtics, they're going at Trey Young. Like Derek White, he was amazing in that last game, 26 points, and then guarding Trey Young, blocking the shot. He leads the league in block shots for a guard. Mm. So think about that when you're checking you know, Trey Young. We know how athletic Derek White is. I know Spurs fans remember his dunk in that Denver series a few years ago. Yeah. The guy could get up and he's really athletic and really underrated. So, it was a great midseason trade for him last year and it almost helped them win the NBA Finals. But now, a year in, Derek White's really comfortable. Malcolm Brogdon, you could bring him off the bench. He just got the Sixth Man of the Year award. I saw him chopping it up with Jamal Crawford with TNT last night. So, congrats to him. Well-deserved. He's a hell of a player and he's just a great guy like in the locker room. He's huge for their demeanor. When you got guys, crazy guys like Marcus Smart, you need guys, calm guys like Malcolm Brock then. You gotta have that mix (laughs) and it's a perfect one that the Celtics have. So yeah, I, I think that Atlanta, they could get this one tonight but as far as that Denver series, I loved Anthony Edwards game. He had a hell of a game, 41 points, but Jamal Murray and they're still not being talked about. Everybody's worrying about the Suns. Thinking thinking what Devin Booker did, which they should. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, that's big time. Oh, yeah. LeBron James, everybody's wondering about them. man. Them making it out. Steph Curry defending champs while the number one seed is quietly taking care of business and the right people are getting hot at the right time. Jamal Murray looks like he's fully healed from that ACL injury. People are calling him Bubble Murray, which that's where he showcased his best game Or him and Donovan Mitchell were dropping 50 in the bubble well. It's not just a bubble. That wasn't a fluke. You got Michael Porter Jr. there. You got Eric Gordon. They got good guys off the bench and Bruce Brown. Then you got two-time MVP Nikola Jokic, who is a mismatch for anybody checking them, even the three-time defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert. So, yeah, I expect a sweep with Denver. They want to get back to... Colorado and take it easy before their next series
1: yeah and let's just see if each of those teams wants to make a statement tonight you're traveling to the other team's place the energy will be there the fans will be there they'll be fired up can Denver make that statement what you're saying which is like hey I know y'all y'all follow all those other stories but now we're up 3-0 we're gonna lock this thing down does that all happen tonight by the way interesting staggered schedule Boston Atlanta tips at six Then at 8.30, it's Denver, Minnesota. Right in the middle of it is a 7.30 start for Cleveland and New York. This is the one all-series. Zay, it's the one you said you love more than any other series starting out, and it's given you what you wanted so far. Good, close series. At Madison Square Garden tonight, do the Knicks solidify the home court that they stole from Cleveland? I don't know. I, I really don't know.
2: I love what Cleveland did with Darius Garland and putting the ball in Donovan Mitchell's hands to have him be the point guard. Usually it's vice versa. Darius Garland's handling the ball while Donovan Mitchell can play off him. And then when Garland goes to the bench, they put the ball in Mitchell's hand and he takes over point guard duties where he's a scoring guard. He'll always be that. So, and the game one, where New York won, Donovan Mitchell had 38. So they say, okay, we can't let him score. And then that's where he started facilitating 13 assists in game two, only 17 points. And then Darius Garland went off of 30-something. So I think that Robinson, the big man for the, uh, the Knicks, he has to be huge because Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, they're making life hell for Julius Randle where it could be a very long series and they could fatigue him. They really can mm. on the offensive end and defensive end. Both of those guys, Jared Allen, he's a solid defensive player. Evan Mobley, he's an amazing defensive player and they're gonna really make life difficult for Julius Randle to get buckets like that. Even knocking him on the ground, Jared Allen, a lot of people are saying that's dirty where Julius Randle had it, like, it wasn't an open dunk, but Jared Allen kind of undercut them, and julius randall took a hard a hard fall yeah and it's back in the 80s bad boy pistons days, just a normal call but nowadays what we saw with draymond green we saw last night mm-hmm. it was a little interesting but just things like that like that's that will wear you down and you know manual quickly he has to be better rj barrett where you been dog like, you got to do something. You average 20 yeah. this year. you got to be.
1: A lot of discussion about him going in tonight.
2: I'm in the garden. Yeah, where are you? If he doesn't play well, you know how New York fans are going to act. Sal, shout out to you. Uh-huh. They will kick you out. And yeah. the way Jalen Brunson's playing, he's playing well. I, it's a fun matchup. I really do love this series. Yeah. I love Karis LaVert on Cleveland. He really stepped up in game two. And, yeah, this is, I think it's going seven.
1: And by the way, shout out to a former Longhorn. Uh, it's Jared Allen's birthday. 20, ah. 25 years old today so he'll be playing on his birthday tonight trying to get Cleveland up 2-1. Everything is ABC or ESPN tonight. ESPN, then ABC, then ESPN for those 3 games. So we mentioned um we already mentioned tomorrow they're going to have a doubleheader uh, at the uh, the Lakers Clippers uh you know venue there at Crypto. So last night Phoenix gets the win 129-124. Obviously, the good news is Phoenix won. Any worry that Booker needed 45 to to beat them without Kawhi? Um, Is there any concern to that? A little bit moving
2: forward, if you're the Sun, just because this is, what, their 10th game together with Kevin Durant in the lineup. Mm -hmm. So they're still figuring out so many things, especially on the defensive end. and. Yeah, it is a little bit concerning, but, man, Devin Booker, Ooh, the bucket getting, like, so, 18 buckets.
1: What a pretty shot.
2: Man. Oh, it's beautiful. It's yeah. absolutely beautiful. Talk about those Kentucky guys. I didn't even mention him when we are talking right. about him, like, quickly. And Jamal Murray, Tyrese Maxey, Booker, he's another one of those Kentucky dudes. And he's the type of brother, Chad, he takes offense to Kevin Durant being the number one option. I know he loves it down the line like, Mm -hmm. yeah, in order to win, we need a guy like him. But knowing that the other teams first thought to stop y'all is to stop KD first, Oh, I know that pisses so, him off. So, I know he's like, yo, man, I'm the dude. I've dropped KD's never dropped seventy in the game before. Devin Booker has.
1: Right. So he knows deep down he, he's insulted probably when you send number two after. Yeah. Him. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And he's yeah. using that to his advantage. <laughs> he just, just takes the, it out on he you. He takes it out on you. He's like, yeah. okay, well, y'all gonna treat me like a number one because I'm gonna start giving y'all number one buckets. Uh-huh. Pull up jumper. When he gets into the lane oh. and he just rises over the top, it's so smooth. He hit a shot last night. Russell West, the shot clock was going down, and it was about three seconds left. They were taking the ball out. He caught the ball in the short corner. Russell Westbrook's guarding him. And this is an insane thing. As a basketball player, this is just nuts. Three seconds left in the short corner. He runs to the corner of the three point line, like, goes backwards. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you go backwards? Doesn't make any sense. Goes backwards just so he could get off his type of shot just so he could get off a shot that he practices all the time. I've seen him hit this shot so much so throughout his go, career. So he went looking for like a step back three? Yeah, step back three because that's his groove. <laughs> that's his comfort zone. That's what I like. Yeah, that's what I like. And he knocked it down. And oh. Brendan Haywood, that mass fans I know y'all love some Brendan Haywood. Mm-hmm. He won it with y'all. People forget about him. Yep. He was in awe. He was like, yo, this is nuts. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And I was too. I had to rewind that thing about three or four times because that's just nobody does things like that. Like, his scoring, I know people compare him to Kobe, and he always wears Kobe's, and him and Kobe were tight, and he doesn't like the comparison. It's there. Just the mentality is there. Their games oh, were you different. you can feel it? Yeah, yeah, you can feel it. Kobe was way more athletic. Like, Kobe will dunk your ass in a heartbeat. Booker doesn't have that in him. But, yo, yeah, he's for sure offended that Kevin Durant's the number one option on the team and that the other team's going to be looking at him as that number one option.
1: You know another part of him that kind of reminded me of Kobe last night did you catch that in the post game he mentioned the fact that he played 45 minutes and bitched about the other three? Like he wanted to play the full 48? Yeah. He met, he made sure to say out loud, like I was good to I was good to play those other three. I'm not sure why I didn't. Like almost getting on the coaches right. for giving him a little rest. Yeah. That's the mind, that's the mentality he has. Yeah. Oh, he's a dog. That's what I'm saying. Like
2: a lot of guys, like you see Tiger Woods fold in the, in the masters and stuff, because Oki left old girl. That's probably in his mind. Oh, you want to <laughs> talk about the leg? You want to talk about this ankle surgery. Nah, it's in your mind, Tiger. It's in your mind. You had a good woman, kicked her out, took her to the airport, all this. It's in your mind. Now Kendall Jenner out there with Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny selling out arenas and stuff. You think Devin Booker ain't thinking about that? Mm. He thinking about that, and he taking it out on Terrence Mann, Russell Westbrook, Norman Powell. They don't deserve that. Bad Bunny deserves those buckets, but these other guys, they going to get them.
1: On behalf of Tiger Woods fans, I would like to point out the completely crushed right leg. (laughs) Oh, I just want to bring up the crushed right leg. Okay,
2: yeah, whatever. You need a good woman to help you, Tiger. I'm just You saying. had one. I'm you threw her out. I'm just saying. You disrespected her. Now karma came and bit you in the ass.
1: 129-124 was the final of that one. So if you are looking for NBA action this weekend, we mentioned the stuff that's going on tonight. Let's make sure we hit tomorrow because if you want to go veg out on your couch, you get four games. Noon is the Sixers game. 230 Suns Clippers. Bucks Heat at 630. 9 o'clock Grizzlies Lakers and uh, yeah those last two series obviously are one all 2-1 Suns Clippers that's been incredible to watch and we'll see what happens with the 76ers and the Nets but those four series are tomorrow
2: yo Dylan Booker's gonna get I mean I'm excuse me Dylan Brooks is gonna get in LeBron James face again
1: yeah wouldn't you yeah he old I don't, I don't respect nobody till they give me 40 Now come on everybody's excited to see what LeBron's gonna pull off tomorrow night right is he going to take that as a challenge? How much is he going to pass and defer? Would he would he come out and do some of the things we saw Michael and Kobe do back in the day, which was, hey y'all, let me get this thing started, let me fire this thing up real quick, see what I got tonight, and if he pulls, you know, if he finds like ten or twelve in the first quarter, are you headed towards like, let me just hang forty on this guy so we can shut him up?
2: Yeah, knowing LeBron, he's not,
1: but because yeah, he is, are,
2: he's already playing well, his mindset is. He's trying to bait me. Dylan Brooks is trying to bait him because Dylan Brooks knows in order for the Lakers to beat them, they need D'Angelo Russell to play well. Right. You know, they need Rui Hachimura, Anthony Davis, all those other guys Beasley, Vanderbilt. They need all those guys to play well. And game two, they didn't. So LeBron wants to get D'Angelo Russell going, and he'll probably tell Darren you know, let's run a couple of plays for D'Lo so we can get his confidence going. Maybe put him yeah. and Anthony Davis into pick and roll, because for LeBron, that's the beauty of his game. You don't have to worry about it. He'll always find it. He'll always right. impact the game in different ways, yeah. whether that's chase down blocks, steals, really nice passes.
1: It doesn't always have to be scoring. Because it really is those two guys. You pointed it out yesterday. I heard the afternoon guys talking about it. If it, It's got to be Davis and Russell. That would be the message. I would go to those guys and say, forget about me putting 40 on him. That's not what I'm focused on. I'm focused on you guys combining for 60. That's what I'm focused on. We are going to put you guys all over them, and then he can say whatever he wants. Yeah.
2: D- D'Angelo Russell, man, he has such a bad attitude. They ask him questions on, you know, hey, man, you playing point guard out there. How does it feel when the balls in your hands of the point guard? He goes, no point guard. I'm not a point guard with this team. I'm a basketball player. No, here we go. I'm a basketball player. It's like, dude, just answer the
1: question. Can't you take know, a compliment.
2: You can't just – you know what they're trying to say. You're a compliment. Pos, you're just pos, take you take it. You guard point guards. Your position is point guard. Everybody knows LeBron is top five in assists and the ball's in his hands a lot. You don't have to sound petty and just like mm-hmm. you're so disgruntled. I can't stand guys like him. I just – you are you were the number two pick. I just – I. He just grinds my gears more. To, I can't stand players like
1: D'Angelo Russell. And while, like Russell or Brooks, Russell. It's about Russell. D'Angelo okay, Russell. Russell. Yeah, they're yeah. That that that's the type that can that that gets that gets a little weird because it just feels mopey. Yes. It feels mopey and petty, and just, uh, you don't want that.
2: And he plays mopey and petty. Yeah. He plays that way, like oh, I might be two for eleven, but oh well, I'm a millionaire.
1: Yeah. That's the other thing I don't like sometimes. The one thing that, that, I, that I'll get on LeBron about sometimes is he, he just, when he'll get to that, go to the sideline, I feel like he goes off in his own little world and he puts that flat face on and there's no like energy to it. Oh, yeah. Sometimes their sideline has no energy. And Zero. D- Anthony Davis brings nothing yeah. to the discussion. Well, you see, and then Russell doesn't help either.
2: Yeah, you see, Bron, before the game, he's always meditating and stuff. His eyes are closed. They'll put the camera, like, right in his face, and his eyes will be just shut. Yeah. And he'll be just, like, in his own world, like you said. And, yeah, he's like that throughout the game. He's not one of those Chris Paul, I'm going to be talking to guys, bigging them up, maybe cuss you out every now and then, like, He goes about his work differently. Hey,
1: I'm all for pushing the Calm app. That's cool if you're meaning to get Calm pe- app. Getting people to buy the Calm app. I get it, LeBron, but during the game, I don't need you on the Calm app. Your yeah. team might need you on a different level. Might want to dial that up. A lot of NBA out there. Let us know what you think. Specs text line 337-3776 if you're digging these NBA playoffs. Coming up next, we'll tell you once again about that free camp coming up tomorrow. Plus, we got a flex visit and offer to talk about. We also, coming up at 205, we'll talk with Jeff Ketchum of Orange Plus. Get his thoughts on the spring game last week. Plus, he's a Cowboys fan. I want to get his thoughts on the Cowboys in the first round next week. That's all coming up on The Horn.
0: Chad and Zay.
1: Oh. Song. Is this song called Oh Yeah? No. No. Sweet Soul Music. Sweet Soul Music. Um. Uh. Wilson Pickett? Nope. Arthur Damn. Conley. Wow. Arthur Conley. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's a great song. This thing has been covered multiple times too. Yeah. It's a great song. There's a Rod Stewart version that I like of this. He mentions Wilson, Pickett, and others. That's why I guess Wilson, uh, it's a good voice, though. Arthur, well, now, Arthur just mentioned Wilson, Pickett, so I guess Wilson's been in the song the whole time. I always assume Rod Stewart was giving love to Wilson because Wilson sang the song.
2: No, he throws love to Lou Rawls, too. My yeah.
1: bad, Lou Rawls, yeah. well, Otis Redding. There you go, Arthur. Arthur Conley, Tanya Tucker and Steely Dan have all been a part of the show today. A lot of NBA on the board. we got a breaking uh, college football story we're going to hit here uh, in addition to the Flex stuff. So let's get into the Flex segment. We'll tell you about the camp. Got a visit and an offer to talk about and a big change in college football this year. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by... Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouthguard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. You can also visit BAMFAM.org for more on that free camp we've been talking about all week. It's out at Dell Valley tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Uh, Roshan Johnson and Fozzie Whitaker, both a part of that. Uh, so now, I guess. Roshan would technically be a former Longhorn at this point. It's kind of weird to say that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and Fozzie obviously is. Uh, those two guys are going to be a part of the camp. So if you got a youngster, it's a free camp. So if you got a youngster that uh, you feel like could benefit from some instruction, some ideas, some thoughts, they say it's uh, for, I think it's third all the way through 12th grade. So check that out, bamfam.org. You can also go to hornfm.com. Zay, I also saw a couple names we know. One of them on a visit and the other getting an offer. Quintaylen Joyner. The quarterback that was at Manor, that's now at Bastrop, he um, went and visited Texas State. Okay. Hanging out with the uh, Bobcats a little bit. And uh, so he was giving Coach Bailiff and others some uh, some love By the there. way,
2: big bro had the touchdown
1: in the spring game. Oh, did SC. he really? Mm-hmm. That would be Quentin Joiner, of course, the running back from Maynard that is at USC. I'll be interested to see what that looks like. What's that transition look like for him? Because I never saw him play in high school and thought, yeah, his body's not going to be ready for college. Uh, like I mean, just he's so... Thick and powerful and everything. It just feels like he'd be ready to go pretty quick.
2: How easy Lincoln-Riley offensive score, he'll fit in
1: right away. no doubt. No doubt about it. The other name that jumped out to me was our guy Miles Coleman, the receiver out of Vandegrift. Uh, Miles going into his senior year, he uh, tweets out, extremely blessed to have earned my second Division I offer from unlv okay vegas there's got to be some fun in that you talk about a place where you got to focus just to, to stay on board with class and everything unlv's got to be an interesting place to go to school yo you're right that'd be cool though uh good good for him uh miles is one of the fun guys to to look at in the area he made the all flex team last year vandegrift will be an, uh, a team we will obviously be watching this year as well and we bring you those vandegrift games each year. Uh, also, a quick shout-out to that Westlake golf team. Apparently, they played golf well at Westlake. The, re- the boys team won the Region 4 golf tournament. They won by 23 strokes. The Shapp shot a, an 18 under par, and they were the only team that shot under par. <laughs> wow. So Apparently, everybody else wasn't playing that well. Uh, they will head off to try to go uh, to the state tournament. They are looking for a sixth consecutive title.
2: Sixth? Apparently Westside can play golf. I mean when you have putting greens in your backyard, I guess you're good, huh? How dare you. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta take my jabs <laughs> when I can. Shots fired. <laughs> Gotta take my jabs when I can. Shots fired. All right. Uh, I haven't taken the Westlake jab in a long no, time. it's been a while. It's been a really long no, time. You
1: know what? That's fair because you've given love to Westlake guys. You've had your, your, your it's time. It's been a lot. Yeah, you've had a lot of Westlake. You said very nice things about Ethan Burke the other day when we were talking spring game. Looked pretty good. You did a lot Not a promise. You didn't follow it up with like a Westlake joke. So you probably deserve that Thank you.
2: Thank you. I just want to make sure the people understand the growth. You deserve that That is coming out of me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Growth is important. Growth is important. (laughs) Like on Sunday, we'll see if Draymond Green has grown at all. Yeah, we'll (laughs) see. I don't think much, but we'll see. Has he learned anything? (laughs) Probably not. Um, Here's something I just learned, Zay. How about this? Uh, Dennis Dodd threw out some breaking news for college football fans. Get this. For the first time since 1968, they're going to change the clock rule on first downs. It's not going to stop anymore. College football: the clock will not stop on first downs for most of the game. It will stop after first downs, though, in the last two minutes of each half. So, as you're finishing off the second and fourth quarters, you'll still get it. But throughout the you know the bulk of the game, you won't have that. They think this could cut like an average of seven plays off of each game. Okay, so I think things will move a little quicker. They don't need to do too much of this kind of stuff, but it's one of those things I think we can we can deal with. I yeah, like some games being long. Boy. It is it, it it does go a while, and I do like the idea of bringing it back in the last two minutes. That adds to excitement, and at the college level, if you want to keep that that way, I guess they'll keep it that way at the high school level too, where you go ahead and stop the clock there. But you know, when there's eleven minutes to go in the third quarter, just go ahead and let it roll. Yeah. And they've started to do a little bit more of those things. So there's an update for you. By the way, I do love that Division Three pushed back on it, so they're not going to have it. Okay. Oh, man. Way to go, D3. That's a shame. No clue why, but who, who yeah. cares? Yeah, okay. Their oh, games well. aren't on TV. We're fine.
2: Yeah, I know Mary Harden Baylor, they be doing some serious winning down there up in Temple area.
1: Is that where they are? That's D3? Uh-huh. Mary
2: Hardin Baylor? Yeah, they always win.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that where like A&M Commerce is? Is that that, is that, that level? I want to say Commerce. Or is, is
2: Commerce the one? in D1 now. In basketball, the, Commerce went D1. Or are they like the 1AA area? Yeah, I don't know in football, yeah. but
1: basketball, they went D1. All right, so uh, there's your update. No longer stopping the clock after first down, so things should move a little more smoothly, and I believe they're going to approve that, and it'll be effective for this year. So
2: what you wearing tomorrow, man? Taylor Swift concert, we talked about, you know, we saw what you wore, Harry Styles. You were iced out. You were flying.
1: I, uh, I'm i not going quite that far okay. f- for Taylor Swift. Um. My 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 daughter and what my daughter requested and my wife did approve the sparkly red shoes. Okay, so those are coming back. We're gonna re-rack the sparkly red shoes right. and the cherry socks. But uh, my daughter does not want the hat, or I don't know about the sunglasses yet. The pink sunglasses, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if we're gonna have those. But we did get. I have a T-shirt with a drawing, a cartoon of Taylor on the front. And it references the Jake Gyllenhaal scarf story. And it says, where's the scarf, Jake? So we're going with a little bit of showing the kids that I'm into the story of what's going on. Wait, what happened with Jake Gyllenhaal on the scarf? I don't know the story. There's a song reference. And apparently there was a scarf that was left at Maggie Gyllenhaal's house. And she's claiming Jake still has the scarf. And this is a big deal among the fans. And I said, okay, well, find me a shirt that references that. And she did. So that was it. Is Taylor trying to get it back?
2: Because I have exes, I still have my things, and I'm really salty about.
1: I think that's why so many of the fans connect to it. Like they connect to this story. Like, yeah, Taylor, yeah. And I've wondered the same thing. Like, you couldn't like you just
2: figure out a way to get this scarf back? Yo, know, I had some fly gear at my ex's place, and I think that stuff's burned,
1: gone. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, he might have done that too. They might have had a they might have had a you know some burning party and gotten rid of the scarf, or he probably gave it to some other girl. Man. But Taylor fans don't want to hear that. So, yeah, that's what I'll be wearing. Nothing nothing too fancy.
2: I don't see what these guys see with Taylor. I don't see it. John (laughs) Hall, John Mayer, who else? Harry Styles. What, like
1: you don't think she's pretty
2: or what do you mean? I mean, mean? she all right, but
1: she be running through them. (laughs) She's kind of like a woman version of Derek Jeter. Well, and you know the other weird thing is right now she was with this one guy for – couple years apparently they just broke up see another album here it comes apparently they just broke up and i'm trying to stay away from spoilers and stuff but apparently this maybe breakup has changed the set list a little bit what because <laughs> she's got a lot of songs about how much she loves him so they may need to come out and the more vicious songs might need to go in which actually could be good for me because i do love vicious taylor swift that's my favorite see, version she's toxic taylor. She's toxic because at
2: some point you have to look in the mirror, Taylor. All these guys, all these relationships, you just can't keep making albums. And if I'm a guy going in, like I know she's going to talk about me in some way,
1: whether it's positive or negative. She can't help if the art comes out of her life. She can't help that. Yeah, but you've made billions off of it. If there's a painting to be painted, she's going to paint it. I don't know what to tell you. Nah, that's lyric. the way. Taylor, that's the way Taylor works. One of Her lyrics. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm just
2: making sure. I'm just making sure. Thank I wouldn't known. That would have went smooth <laughs> over my head. Thank
1: God it's not. Thank God it's not. No, I was just babbling there. All right. Uh, yeah, that's coming up tomorrow. Uh, so uh, we'll go with the sparkly shoes, and uh, my kids got sparkly shoes and ready to roll too. She's planning out the whole outfit. It's like a whole deal. And this is like this is a whole nice. I gotta see thing. the pics. This is the first monster pop show I've ever been to. Uh, I've seen, you know, I've seen some people in their primes, but I've never, you know, with me, it's always been like Bon Jovi or Motley Crue or something like that. I'm ne- I never got to see Michael Jackson or Madonna or even like a Garth Brooks. That's the closest I would have ever gotten. I thought about going to one of those shows and I never did. I've never been in a show like this with sixty, sixty five thousand, 65,000, whatever it's going to be, where every time she looks or coughs or smiles, they're going to go you know beatles scream crazy is that nrg yes whoa so there's gonna be a ton harry Harry was at moody yeah harry styles that was that? Fifteen thousand. yeah but that's why he did like eight shows and when they and there were certain things he did that they would scream so loud i couldn't understand what the hell he was saying yeah it's gonna be times 12 times 50 at nrg it's gonna be crazy yeah that's coming up this weekend so y'all pray for me i'm trying to get some girl dad points So Y'all pray for me and pray to the spirit of the greatest girl dad ever in sports, Kobe Bryant, to give me some power. I'm going to need some power. I'm going to be around a lot of teenage girl energy tomorrow.
2: Wow. Yeah, you'll be fine. Your Ooh. wife going? There's just you. She'll be there. Okay, yeah, you'll be good. <laughs> the support
1: system yeah, the is there. support's <laughs> there. You'll be good. support system will be in the house. That will help. All right, coming up, where are we at in society? Zay will let us know. Jeff Ketchum coming up at 205 to talk Longhorns and Cowboys. Stay with us. It's the horn.
2: Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com.
1: Chad and Zay oh let's stuff hold on i'm coming uh, this is a group right uh duo a duo Um. Hold on, I'm coming. The duo might have helped me. This is a um very basic name. Yeah, yeah. Sam and Dave. There we go. There it is. Sam and Dave. You really helped me out there. Well done. (laughs) Thank you. I uh I I appreciate that help. Sam and Dave to go with Arthur Conley, Tanya Tucker, and Steely Dan today. Uh, if you missed our album swap discussion yesterday, we talked some Lil Wayne and Living Color. You can check that out at hornfm.com, our uh, podcast section. And the third hour yesterday, I did not turn Zay into a Living Color fan, but I didn't mind the Lil Wayne album. I thought the Carter was a good, uh, pretty good record. I get I get why it was a big deal back in 04. Um We've got Where We At In Society coming right up. Real quick, Zay, back to the discussion about how you and... Pretty much every Longhorn fan can sometimes just never, ever be below the radar. Uh, ESPN is now sending out tweets, ESPN College Football, thoughts on this potential CFP field? And they're saying, according to ESPN Analytics, the CFP matchups would be Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, Texas. Let's get it! But we talked about that article this week. The analytics said that Texas, after those first three, had a pretty good chance to make you know make the playoff. Texas is that fourth team with the next best chance to win it all. So, again, you know you're not going to be under the radar this year. You know there's expectation. ESPN's throwing it out on a national level, saying that that other team, besides the big three, those big three dogs that are at the top, that Texas could be that other team.
2: Yeah, this is the University of Texas. You should never be under the radar. Yeah. You are the radar. You are the standard. So yeah. this is right where we should be expected
1: to be. I'm with it. I love it. That pressure's on. Sark's got to know it's there. Yeah. He's been around it. He's been around it plenty. He was around it at Bama, and he knows he's the main guy now, and he uh, he is expecting it. And uh, they also, I believe those analytics also say Texas is the favorite to win the Big 12, like 54% chance. To win the Big 12, I think was their number.
2: Yo, we Sark, we need to start looking at Sark like Steve Kerr, like Steve Kerr's mentors, Greg Popovich, Phil Jackson. Sark's mentors, Nick Saban, Pete Carroll, pretty good. Mm-hmm. So Sark needs to start doing Warriors type stuff. I bet you a lot of Longhorn fans would appreciate that. Yeah, I was you gonna say me?
1: he needs to get towards that Steve Kerr jewelry part. Yeah, because Kerr's got lots of it. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, he does have a lot. He's got lots of jewelry. He does got a lot. As yeah, a player too. He, I was gonna say that's true. Is it let me see if I get it right. Five is a player. Four is a coach. Yeah,
2: because he, he o- went 0-3 Spurs, ninety nine Spurs, along with three Pete, 98. There you go. Mm. Three
1: with three with Michael. Two with Tim. Yeah. Yo, he had some big shots or in and that 03. Oh, yes, he I remember did. against
2: Mavs. He had some big shots against y'all and you know there was like, yo, yeah, you don't know to remind what me. Miss.
1: You know <laughs> have to remind me about Steve Kerr? <laughs> no, I remember Steve Kerr. <laughs> I remember. Uh, and there were a couple of those moments too for everything people would say about Michael Jordan and that, you know, a lot of times it was him cuz he's Michael Jordan. There were some key moments oh, where, yeah. where he threw he threw some legendary assists. Well, what ended up being a legendary 97, assist? Because a man named Kerr in that case or a man named Paxson earlier uh, had hit a massive shot. It did happen.
2: Come on, Stockton. You don't got a double. Just let Brian Russell get, no. No. you know, the jumper right over the top. Right. He's used to it. <laughs> Just let it happen. What do you need a <laughs> double for? It's Steve Kerr. No, I felt I would have doubled too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Steve Kerr, you beat us. I get it.
1: Coming up at 2.05, we'll talk more Longhorns and some Cowboys with Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com. See what he thought of that spring game last week. Right now, though, how about where are we at in society? Let's see what Zay wants to get into. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, I don't see anything on Twitter, so what are we getting into today? Yeah,
2: we got the audio. I'm going to be quick. So. Uh Spurs fans, brace yourself. Steven Jackson. Him and KG were chopping it up because both of those guys have podcasts on Showtime. KG has his KG certified, while Steven Jackson has Up in Smoke with Matt Barnes, and they're just talking about random things. Mm-hmm. And Steven Jackson had this to say about his time with the San Antonio Spurs in 03,
0: et cetera. Tony Paul was getting cooked. That's like step. I always say. That's that whole. Step. Yeah, that's step. tough. Park, Tony Parker was getting cooked by every point guard that year. Speedy Claxton saved us. I don't know why they don't talk about Speedy Claxton and give him his props, bro. Mm. Tony Parker was damning on the bench every fourth quarter because Steph was frying uh, uh, Steph Marbury, right. Jason Mar- Kidd, was Kidd was frying him. Oof. I'm just talking about, just talking oh, about talking the, about the, the point whole playoffs. Right. Um, I was excited to be in the playoffs. I ain't gonna lie. You know what I'm saying? But um, I knew. Like going in my mind, big bro, I knew that they was gonna f- over me. Like, I just in my mind. So, before we even won it, they I, they Spurs. Oh, so but going into the playoffs, define you know, f- over you wasn't gonna pay me. One oh, so you wasn't oh, okay, okay. Before the playoffs even started, I'm already thinking about summer. Okay, I had a great year, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I, I, I wasn't playing at the beginning of the season, now I'm starting oh, wow. to the point where. I'm averaging – I'm the second or third average uh, lead score on the team To mm-hmm. we got the best record in the – but y'all got to see me this summer. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's that's on my mind. But I I, I see how they <laughs> – how Pop taking me out the game in, in certain situations or I make a mistake, he yanked me out, trying to <laughs> – with me mentally. So when the playoffs came, you know, I, I – shit, I still – I just went to work. Wasn't paying no attention to all that. And um, I was able to play good, but I was excited to be in the playoffs because not only was I – in the playoffs, I was at home, I was in Texas. Right. So all my family could drive, you know it's what I'm dope. saying? Everybody got a chance to see me play in the playoffs. And to win that <laughs> in San Antonio was a great feeling, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because, <laughs> you know, what I went through to get to the league. Broke both of my, foot, tri- both my feet, tried off for 18 NBA teams, got cuffed by damn near everybody, went overseas. And my third year, I'm getting the chip, you know what I'm saying? So that was, a, that was a different feeling, and I'm glad I was able to get it early in my career because, you know what I'm saying, you get that mother- Early in your career, you might not ever get back to the finals the rest of your career. So I was nice. lucky to say I played in the West Conference Finals a couple of times and won the championship early. That's dope. That's a dope ass story. The Spurs though. <laughs> 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 oh,
1: that was like we were that we, we had arrived at a happy point at the end. And then somebody had to throw in the F the Spurs. What what is going on? Yo, Stack Jack. Hi. did he really start that with a celebration of Speedy Claxton? Did that really happen?
2: He basically said Speedy Claxton saved the Spurs in '03, 3 And Tony Parker, what was he? Wow. Wait, I've heard petty, whew. bitter, saltiness. That's up there. That's I, top-tier pettiness right I, there.
0: I
1: got to tell you, I don't recall the '03 3 Spurs in the same way. I really don't. I, I don't either. I don't remember it being that way. Spurs fans, please let us know if Steven Jackson is correct. I'm not saying... Tony Parker put them on his shoulders and did it all, but I don't recall him being a liability.
2: That's when Tony came into his own. I thought so, too. That's when Pop really started trusting him and stuff and And gave him the keys, and Tony started really showing that he could be a franchise point guard for a championship team.
1: Maybe Spurs fans would tell us that he had more established himself by the 05 run or the 07 run, and it wasn't so Absolutely, much. yeah. Maybe so, it wasn't so much in 03. Yeah, Tony yeah. Parker
2: was the MVP of the finals in 07. So
1: he got better right. as the years went on. But Somebody said Tony Parker was 18 that year. And was still starting. And then somebody else says, why is he so bitter? Move on, dog.
2: Can't do it. Yeah. Pops mucked him. You yeah. heard what he said.
1: So that's a damn shame. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I like y'all got to see me this summer. That's a great way to phrase that. Oh, y'all got to see me. You're going to see me this summer. Like we're going to ha- we have to negotiate. But right?
2: I, Pop is the greatest coach of all time. If you're producing, then he's going to keep you in the game. You know, like I just find it very weird that Pop is going to jeopardize his career just because he doesn't like you. Just because he's trying to muck you, as you were saying, and me- mess up your contract. You yeah. like thinking, oh, we can't pay this guy, so I'm going to make it look like, you know, this is what his worth is. I'm not going to allow him to pat the stats. So when his agent comes calling, we're going to say, yo, look at the tape. Oh, what tape? He's on the bench. You know, As And Steven Jackson, he had two different. Times with the Spurs early on in the early 2000s, where he won that ring in 03, and then he came back, I think, 2011, 2012. So he went
1: back to the, he, yeah. would, he wouldn't have been there for the fifth title, though.
2: No, he was a part okay. of that team that lost to the Thunder when the Thunder went to the finals with James Harden and lost oh, to the Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, Western Conference Finals. He was a part of that team Steve. in
1: 2012, but yeah. Wow. Steven Jackson.
2: I haven't heard that much hate on the Spurs this week since Jeff Howe. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, people don't realize that was that last voice you heard. was Je- No, that's not true. That's not true. true. That's not true. The Spurs. That, was, that was crazy. All right, so there you go. Uh, a little something to think about there from Steven Jackson. Still intense after all these years. 2 o'clock hour coming up. We'll tell you why today matters on this April 21st. Got some birthdays headed into the weekend. Big-time birthday in football today. Big-time birthday in Hollywood and football tomorrow. Up next, it's Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com. His thoughts on the spring game and we'll get his thoughts on the Cowboys next week for the draft. He's a big Cowboys fan like me and like Zayleby if they get Bijan. That's coming up on the Horn.